In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hello, and welcome once again to Pointing to the Saviour of the World on this Sunday, Passion Sunday, commonly known as Palm Sunday. I am your brother in Christ, Patrick, to f host today. Brothers and sisters, Holy Week is upon us. Holy Week commences today, Palm Sunday, through the Tridium, which culminates in the Passion and Death of Jesus on Mount Calvary on Good Friday. Holy Week reaches its conclusion in the resurrection of Jesus on Easter Sunday. Thank you for dedicating the next few minutes and indeed the whole week to listen and reflect upon these mysteries. We pray, my dear brothers and sisters, that we will listen and reflect on them in faith, hope and love and prepare ourselves to go out there and be true missionary disciples proclaiming the wonders of the gospel to our brothers and sisters by our lives. Amen. Let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. The Lord has given me a disciple's tongue so that I may know how to reply to the wearied. He provides me with speech. Each morning he wakes me to hear, to listen like a disciple. The Lord has opened my ear. For my part, I made no resistance, neither did I turn away. 
I offered my back to those who struck me, my cheeks to those who tore at my beard. I did not cover my face against insult and spittle. The Lord comes to my help so that I am untouched by the insults. So too I set my face like flint. I know I shall not be shamed. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. His state was divine, yet Christ Jesus did not cling to his equality with God, but emptied himself to assume the condition of a slave and became as men are. And being as all men are, he was humbler yet, even to accept in death, death on a cross. But God raised him high and gave him the name which is above all other names, so that all beings in the heavens and on earth and in the underworld should bend the knee at the name of Jesus and that every tongue should acclaim Jesus Christ as Lord to the glory of God the Father. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Praise to you, O Christ, King of eternal glory. Christ was humbly yet, even to accept in death, death on a cross. But God raised him high and gave him the name which is above all names. Praise to you, O Christ, King of eternal glory. The Passion of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark It was two days before the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread and the chief priests and the scribes were looking for a way to arrest Jesus by some trick and have him put to death. For they said, it must not be during the festivities, 
or there will be a disturbance among the people. Jesus was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper. He was at dinner when a woman came in with an alabaster jar of very costly ointment, pure nard. She broke the jar and poured the ointment on his head. Some who were there said to one another indignantly, Why this waste of ointment? Ointment like this could have been sold for over 300 denarii and the money given to the poor. And they were angry with her. But Jesus said, Leave her alone. Why are you upsetting her? What she has done for me is one of the good works. You have the poor with you always, and you can be kind to them whenever you wish, but you will not always have me. She has done what was in her power to do. She has anointed my body beforehand for its burial. I tell you solemnly, wherever throughout all the world the good news is proclaimed, what she has done will be told also in remembrance of her. Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, approached the chief priests with an offer to hand Jesus over to them. They were delighted to hear it and promised to give him money. And he looked for a way of betraying him when the opportunity should occur. On the first day of unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb was sacrificed, his disciples said to him, Where do you want us to go and make the preparations for you to eat the Passover? So, he sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go into the city, and you will meet a man carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him, and say to the owner of the house which he enters, The master says, Where is my dining room in which I can eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large upper room furnished with couches, all prepared. Make the preparations for us there. The disciples set out and went to the city and found everything as he had told them and prepared the Passover. When evening came, he arrived with the twelve, and while they were at table eating, Jesus said, I tell you solemnly, one of you is about to betray me, one of you eating with me. They were distressed and asked him, one after another, Not I, surely. He said to them, It is one of the twelve, one who is dipping into the same dish with me. Yes, the Son of Man 
is going to his fate, as the scriptures say he will. But, alas for that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. Better for that man if he had never been born. And as they were eating, he took some bread, and when he had said the blessing, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, Take it, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had returned thanks, he gave it to them, and all drank from it. And he said to them, This is my blood, the blood of the covenant, which is to be poured out for many. I tell you solemnly, I shall not drink any more wine until the day I drink the new wine in the kingdom of God. After psalms had been sung, they left for the Mount of Olives, and Jesus said to them, You will all lose faith, for the scripture says, I shall strike the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered. However, after my resurrection, I shall go before you to Galilee. Peter said, Even if all lose faith, I will not. And Jesus said to him, I tell you solemnly, this day, this very night, before the cock crows twice, you will have disowned me three times. But he repeated still more earnestly, If I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And they all said the same. They came to a small estate called Gethsemane, and Jesus said to his disciples, Stay here while I pray. Then he took Peter and James and John with him, and a sudden fear came over him, and great distress. And he said to them, My soul is sorrowful to the point of death. Wait here and keep awake. And going on a little further, he threw himself on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, this hour might pass him by, he said. Abba, everything is possible for you. Take this cup away from me, but let it be as you, not I, would have it. He came back and found them sleeping, and he said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Had you not the strength to keep awake one hour? You should be awake and praying not to be put to the test. The spirit is willing, but 
the flesh is weak. And again he went away and prayed, saying the same words. And once more he came back and found them sleeping. Their eyes were so heavy and they could find no answer for him. He came back a third time and said to them, You can sleep on now and take your rest. It is all over. The hour has come. Now the Son of Man is to be betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let us go. My betrayer is close at hand already. Even while he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, came up with a number of men armed with swords and clubs, sent by the chief priests and the scribes and the elders. Now the traitor had arranged a signal with them. He had said, The one I kiss, he is the man. Take him in charge and see he is well guarded when you lead him away. So, when the traitor came, he went straight up to Jesus and said, Rabbi, and kissed him. The others seized him and took him in charge. Then one of the bystanders drew his sword and struck out at the high priest's servant and cut off his ear. Then Jesus spoke. Am I a brigand that you had to set out to capture me with swords and clubs? I was among you, teaching in this temple day after day, and you never laid hands on me. But this is to fulfil the scriptures. And they all deserted him and ran away. A young man who followed him had nothing on but a linen cloth. They caught hold of him, put, but he left the cloth in their hands and ran away naked. They led Jesus off to the high priest, and all the chief priests and the elders and the scribes assembled there. Peter had followed him at a distance right into the high priest's palace and was sitting with the attendants warming himself at the fire. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for evidence against Jesus on which they might pass the death sentence, but they could not find any. Several indeed brought false evidence against him, but their evidence was conflicting. Some stood up and submitted this false evidence against him. We heard him say, I am going to destroy this temple made by human hands and in three days build another not made by human hands. But even on this point, their evidence, their evidence was conflicting. The high priest then stood up before the whole 
assembly and put this question to Jesus. Have you no answer to that? What is this evidence these men are bringing against you? But he was silent and made no answer at all. The high priest put a second question to him. Are you the Christ, the son of the blessed one? Jesus said, I am. And you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of the power and coming with the clouds of heaven. The high priest tore his robes and said, What need of witnesses have we now? You heard the blasphemy. What is your finding? And they all gave their verdict. He deserved to die. Some of them started spitting at him and blindfolding him, began hitting him with their fists and shouting, Play the prophet! And the attendants rained blows on him. While Peter was down below in the courtyard, one of the high priest's servant girls came up. She saw Peter warming himself there, stared at him, and said, You too were with Jesus, the man from Nazareth. But he denied it, saying, I do not know. I do not understand what you are talking about. And he went out into the forecourt. The servant girl saw him and again started telling the bystanders, this fella is one of them. But again, he denied it. A little later, the bystanders themselves said to Peter, You are one of them for sure. Why? You are a Galilean. But he started calling down curses on himself and swearing. I do not know the man you speak of. At that moment, the cock crew for the second time, and Peter recalled how Jesus had said to him, Before the cock crows twice, you will have disowned me three times, and he burst into tears. First thing in the morning, the chief priests together with the elders and scribes, in short, the whole Sanhedrin, had their plan ready. They had Jesus bound and took him away and handed him over to Pilate. Pilate questioned him, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered, It is you who say it. And the chief priests brought many accusations against him. Pilate questioned him again. Have you no reply at all? 
See how many accusations they are bringing against you. But to Pilate's amazement, Jesus made no further reply. At festival time, Pilate used to release a prisoner for them. Anyone they asked for. Now, a man called Barabbas was then in prison with the rioters who had committed murder during the uprising. When the crowd went up and began to ask Pilate the customary favour, Pilate answered them, Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? For he realised it was out of jealousy that the chief priests had handed Jesus over. The chief priests, however, had incited the crowd to demand that he should release Barabbas for them instead. Then Pilate spoke again. But in that case, what am I to do with the man you call king of the Jews? They shouted back, crucify him. Pilate asked them, why? What harm has he done? But they shouted all the louder, crucify him. So Pilate, anxious to placate the crowd, released Barabbas for them and having ordered Jesus to be scourged, handed him over to be crucified. The soldiers led him away to the inner part of the palace, that is the praetorium, and called the whole cohort together. They dressed him up in purple, twisted some thorns into a crown and put it on him. And they began saluting him. Hail, King of the Jews! They struck his head with a reed and spat on him. And they went down on their knees to do him homage. And when they had finished making fun of him, they took off the purple and dressed him in his own clothes. They led him out to crucify him. They enlisted a passerby, Simon of Cyrene, father of Alexander and Rufus, who was coming in from the country to carry his cross. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. They offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he refused it. Then they crucified him and shared out his clothing, casting lots to decide what each should get. It was the third hour when they crucified him. The inscription given the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. And they crucified two robbers with him, one on his right and one on his left. The passerby, the passersby, jeered at him. They shook their heads and said, Aha, so you would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days? Then save yourself, come down from the cross. The chief priests and the scribes mocked him among themselves in the same way. They said, He saved others. He cannot save himself. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, come down from the cross now, for 
us to see it and believe. Even those who were crucified with him taunted him. Then the sixth hour came. There was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabbathani, which means, My God, my God, why have you deserted me? When some of those who stood by heard this, they said, Listen, he's calling on Elijah. Someone ran and soaked a sponge in vinegar and putting it on a reed, gave it him to drink, saying, Wait and see if Elijah will come to take him down. But Jesus gave a loud cry and breathed his last. And the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The centurion who was standing in front of him had seen how he had died and he said, In truth, this man was a son of God. There were some women watching from a distance. Among them were Mary of Magdala, Mary who was the mother of James the Younger and Joseph, and Salome. These used to follow him and look after him when he was in Galilee. And there were many other women there who had come up to Jerusalem with him. It was now evening and since it was preparation day, there came Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent member of the council, who himself lived in the hope of seeing the kingdom of God, and he boldly went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Pilate, astonished that he should have died so soon, summoned the centurion and inquired if he was already dead. Having been assured of this by the centurion, he granted the corpse to Joseph, who brought a shroud, took Jesus down from the cross, wrapped him in the shroud, and laid him in a tomb which had been hewn out of the rock. He then rolled a stone against the entrance to the tomb. Mary of Magdala and Mary, the mother of Joseph, were watching and took note of where he was laid. Thank you. 
Brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, Holy Week is upon us. These are seven very significant days, not only in the life of our Mother Church, but also for all who bear the name Christian, followers of Christ. This week commences today, Palm Sunday, when we commemorate the waving of palm branches by those who welcomed Jesus into the city of Jerusalem. Palm Sunday is more accurately referred to as Passion Sunday because it is the commencement of our solemn reflection and meditation on the passion and suffering of our Saviour that reaches its culmination on Good Friday on Mount Calvary. We call this week Holy Week and rightly so, because of the holy actions our Saviour, our Brother and our Lord Jesus took to ensure we gain eternal salvation. His actions were holy. But what do we mean by holiness? A clarification of our understanding is needed here. People who go to church and pray often are referred to as holy people. But is this always true? The true concept of holiness, my brothers and sisters, has something to do with the word wholeness. This means that the person is not divided, the person is whole. There is no discrepancy between orthodoxy and praxis, that is, teaching and practice. There is no dissonance between the teachings that they believe and how they live out these teachings day in, day out. There should be a congruence an agreement, a harmony between theory and practice, between the head and the heart, between beliefs and actions. They are a living witness to true orthopraxis, as some would refer to it as, meaning genuine teaching, particularly Christian teachings, and practice or actual life of a person, how they live out these teachings. In short, to be holy means to be whole, a solid combination of teaching and practice. Holy Week is a special time to really examine our state of holiness or wholeness. So we are encouraged 
to pray more assiduously. Practice acts of penance and piety. Examine our conscience and be sorry for our sins which destroy our wholeness. Sins, my brothers and sisters, go against our true nature as adopted children of God. An inner conflict arises within us every time we are in sin. St. Paul expressed this beautifully when he says, Why is it that the good I want to do, I do not do, while the evil I do not want to do, I do? Brothers and sisters, may these days lead us to the sacrament of reconciliation, the sacrament which re-establishes, reunites our relationship with God, with others and with ourselves. We become whole once again when we use it. That is true holiness. Hopefully, this holiness attained during Holy Week continues throughout the year and all through our lives. After all, holiness is not just an activity or a seasonal affair, but a lifetime struggle and goal of every Christian. Holiness is not just for Holy Week. Holiness is for life. Brothers and sisters, let us revisit the passion of our Lord Jesus Christ during Holy Week. Reflecting on the sufferings of Jesus is of paramount importance. The stations of the cross help us to do this. Doing the stations of the cross should be on a regular basis, not only during Lent. The lessons of the passion and death of Jesus are priceless and timeless. They remind us of our sinfulness. They remind us to remain always humble. They remind us of the need for God's mercy and pardon in our lives. They remind us of God's self-sacrificing love for us. They remind us of Jesus who is always with us in our sufferings. The reminders that Jesus knows and understands our own sufferings and our problems. The reminders that perseverance in doing God's will despite trials and persecutions is of great importance in our lives as Christians. The reminders of patience in bearing our daily crosses. They also remind us that there is no way to salvation but the way of the cross. They remind us that death, as death is the passage to eternal life. And finally, that victory is with Jesus. Jesus has given us the victory. These are the reasons why we use the cross as our mark as Christians 
These are the reasons why we sign ourselves with the sign of the cross in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. It is a sign of our salvation and the proof of God's unconditional and boundless love for us. Brothers and sisters, let us pray that we will unite our beliefs with our actions as Christians thereby striving to be whole and holy. Where sin has destroyed this, where sin has destroyed our relationship with God, we pray for God's grace upon us to re-establish this through the sacrament of reconciliation. Amen. Let us adore Christ the Lord. When he entered Jerusalem, the crowds proclaimed him Messiah and King. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna to you, the son of David, the King of ages. Hosanna to you in your triumph over death and hell. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. You went up to Jerusalem to endure the passion and enter into glory. Lead your church into the Paschal Feast of eternal life. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. You made your cross the tree of life. Share your victory with all the baptized. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. You came to save sinners. Bring into your kingdom all who believe, hope and love. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We pray for all those who have died recently. We remember especially Maureen Wheeler, Shama Queen, and all those whose anniversaries occur around this time. Divine Kumananai, Gladys Mainimo, Mary Magdalene Mainimo, and all our family members and friends who have died. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon them. May they rest in peace. Amen. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. Let us now bring our own personal intentions to the Holy Trinity bearing in mind they have promised to be with us. 
We now ask Mary, our mother, to intercede for us as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, you gave our Saviour the command to become man and undergo the cross as an example of humility for all people to follow. We have the lessons of his sufferings. Give us also the fellowship of his resurrection. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless us and keep us from all evil and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us continue to bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, my brothers and sisters, for enduring this um, longer than usual um, podcast because, of course, of the Holy Week. I wish you a blessed and holy, holy week. Let us pray for one another. We finish our prayers like we began in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>